0: Welcome to the Waste Academy podcast, where we explore the ins and outs of the waste and recycling industry. The waste industry is massive and full of opportunities for you to create your own niche. And like they say, the riches are in the niches. So join us as we talk about all things waste and show you why trash is sexy.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to the Waste Academy podcast. We are super excited to have you guys here today. It's me, Nicole, and I'm here with Josh. Today, our topic is going to be HOAs. Okay, the ins and outs of the HOA industry and how you can work in that industry. That is honestly like the number one question we have been getting from people that are already in service industries, such as like bin cleaners or power washers or like uh, junk removal companies.
0: We're, we're, We're in different Facebook groups where people are working in the waste industry. Like they have some type of service they provide and Nicole just named a couple of them. And, and yeah, all the time. I'm trying to get in with homeowners associations. I don't understand. I talk to the manager. They won't call me back. The list goes on and on, and we see it every day.
1: It's, it's really every day. I mean, I see people constantly asking. And then what's funny is somebody will ask the question, and then I see all kinds of other people coming in on the thread, and they're like, I'm here to follow. I want to know. So it's not just even the person asking the question, there's a bunch of other people that, you know, want to want to know the details and so today we're going to break down HOAs for you and how we've been able to be successful working in that industry. So just to kind of give you a little bit of background about us, we currently manage around 450 HOA trash and recycling programs and we provide customized waste programs for these HOAs which includes bin cleaning, or if it's a dumpster community, like dumpster enclosure cleaning, there's power washing that we do. We have all kinds of services that we offer them, but that is part of our company, Global Disposal, is we go after HOA communities. And so that's actually how Josh got his start in this industry, is he was already very well acquainted with property managers because he was in another service industry selling to the property managers. So he had those contacts going in and it was just a really easy transition to going into the waste industry. So uh, Josh mentioned a few of the frustrations that people express when it comes to trying to land HOA contracts. And a lot of that is just like, A, like, I don't know who the decision maker is. Or if you do know who the decision maker is, you try to call them, you try to email them, you're not getting any response whatsoever. If you actually do get a response, then a lot of times they're saying, you know, we have no idea like what your business really is and why it would benefit us, or we don't have the money for that business. And so those are some of the You know, just some of the roadblocks that people face when working with HOAs. So Josh is really good at this, and he has spent years developing this skill. So I'm going to kind of turn it over to him right now so he can walk you through some of the ins and outs of working in the HOA industry.
0: Yeah, so I've been marketing to homeowners associations for over 15 years. And I will tell you, the number one problem people have is they just don't understand how homeowners associations work. So I'm gonna spend the next five to 10 minutes telling you exactly how they work so you can kind of wrap your head around it. And then once you understand how they work, it makes marketing to them a lot easier. Okay, let's start from the beginning. Let's say hypothetically, Nicole and I bought a big piece of land and we divided it up into a hundred lots and we decided we were gonna build houses on it and sell them and it's gonna be a gated community and we were gonna ultimately create a homeowners association, right? We would be the developers. The reason I'm bringing this up is a lot of times the developers are involved in these projects for quite a while and they're the first decision makers. So kind of the way it works is as Nicole and I are building out these houses, we are the owners of all hundred lots. As we build the first house and sell it, we now have one homeowner and then two and then three all the way up. Each lot has a vote on the board, right? So like, let's say they decide, hey, we want to change our landscaping to all palm trees and purple flowers, something crazy. It would be, the board would decide that. The people elected on the board are voted on by the homeowners who own the land, right? Or the houses. So um, typically when you first start a community, the developers, the only person on the board, they make every decision. As the community gets sold out, it now consists of a bunch of homeowners and the homeowners are occupying the board spots and the homeowners are making the decisions. This is this is important because if you go to a board meeting, you need to decipher who's sitting in front of you. Is it a homeowner or is it a developer? Because they obviously have different agendas and they're there for different reasons. It's always good to know what is motivating the person you're selling to. Now, as a developer when we build in the HOA dues, right? So you sell a house to someone You say the HOA dues are $100 a month. And with that $100, you get, you know, a pool and you get a gate. And that consists of master community landscaping, and you're going to pay the property manager. And maybe it includes trash service or other types of services, whatever it is, okay, you kind of set that homeowners association dues amount that each homeowner is going to have to pay and you tell them from the very beginning exactly what they're getting well some communities they have tons of different ancillary services like if you go to a high rise in like a in a busy city they may have some really high-end buildings where they're paying people to like carry your bags up and you know take your dogs for a walk there's a building that's got built here in san diego where they have the homeowners association owns a yacht and you get access to the yacht if you're part of this homeowners association. Your dues are like 1200 bucks a month, which sounds crazy. A lot of homeowners associations, you'll look and their dues are really, really low. I mean, I, I looked at one the other day. Their dues were $8. I don't even know what it included. Maybe the $8 is most likely for a property management service that's just doing the accounting portion of it so they can report to the state, whatever's required. I mean, like that's like minimal, right? Like it's probably doing nothing. I'm actually on the board of a 10 unit complex here in San Diego. And I think I'm right now I'm the vice president. We kind of bounce around, but 10 units, we have no money for a property manager. We just pay basically an accounting service as a property management company, which, which is required. You have to have a property manager in California if there's a homeowners association. But it, all that being said, anytime decisions are made or anytime anything's done at the property, we just built a barbecue and I was down there meeting the contractor, I'm like picking out tile, sending it to the other board members this is okay with you. It's a bunch of work for me. In larger communities and probably a lot of the communities you guys are going after, there's a either a full-time property manager or someone who we call a portfolio manager. Who manages somewhere between you know two and ten properties, maybe fifteen? But the reality is, they work for the homeowners association, and in essence, they work for the board. Uh, There's property managers; they just manage one property, and the board is basically their boss. Hire, fire. Hey, I need you to call this landscaper and get a bid for this, or we want to look into you know adding locks to the dumpsters. How much would that cost? I mean, that's the kind of stuff we're dealing with. It's it's really important to know what type of community you're dealing with, what the property manager's role is, who the decision makers are, if if you want to be effective. So I'm trying to give you a basic rundown of how homeowners associations work so you can quickly identify who the players are and make sure that you're going to the right person. I will tell you that the type of homeowners associations we go after are typically larger communities and they typically have a full-time or a portfolio manager so we spend almost all of our time marketing to property managers. That's how we get business. I...
1: Yeah, no, that's really good. Okay. So, that being said, property managers are super important in as far as the relationship building goes. And one thing that we stress in our Waste Academy course is providing value, creating value. And so can you tell us a little bit about how specifically in the waste industry, how you've been able to provide value to property managers and homeowners associations, managers are dealing with all kinds of issues. Basically, they're kind of the problem solvers for the community and so they're, they're not specializing in any one particular area. So just briefly explain to us a little bit about how you've been able to make their lives a little bit easier. And, and provide a valuable service?
0: Yeah. So homeowners associations are exist for two purposes, two main goals. One is to maintain and improve the community. The other is basically to not get sued, right? And just to give an example, something you could get sued for is if you had a pool in your community and it wasn't gated properly and you know someone drowns, the homeowners association is going to be held reliable and they have insurance for that. The property manager is servicing her customer, which is the board member ultimately, and and the homeowner. As as you guys have jobs or you've had a job, most likely, you're trying to do your job to the best of your ability. You're trying to be efficient with your time. You want to make sure you look good and that you're servicing your customer, which again, like we said, is the board member for them. Usually there's five to seven people on a board. That's kind of how it works. So When we're marketing to property managers, I'm telling the property manager, hey, I'm going to make your life easier, right? If they're a portfolio manager and they have seven or eight different properties, they could be dealing with seven or eight different waste haulers. They may have, let's say they have dumpsters at these communities, right? They may be dealing with broken wheels or missed pickups, five or six times a month at these properties, and they may have to get on hold with waste haulers and sit there for 30 minutes to say, hey, our dumpster got dumped at this location at this property. Can you go pick it up? It's, it could be a huge waste of time. So they love the fact that they can email us and say, hey, this dumpster at this property got missed. Can you contact the waste hauler and make sure it gets taken care of and follow up with me and make sure it got done. So we're going to sit on hold. We're going to say, Hey, yeah, it's going to be done Thursday. And then we're going to call back on Thursday afternoon and say, Hey, just checking. Did everything get done? You know, did you check with anyone? Is there a problem? And, And it's great. That's what we're doing for the property manager. Usually when we're talking to the board, right? What the board cares about is, are you saving us money? They care about that. They have a budget, right? And then they're asking questions like, are you improving the services here, right? So we add in recycling services. We'll say, hey, look, uh, not only are we going to take care of your trash, but we're going to pick up light bulbs and batteries curbside, or we're going to wash your cans and we're going to go hire a company to wash your cans for you. And so the board loves that because now they're paying less with our service and they're getting a premium service. That is exactly what they want. To be honest, the property manager... It isn't getting their bins washed, right? It's not benefiting them. They just look good because they brought on us and we're making the community better and enriching it, right? So again, just depending on who you're speaking to, your initial pitch is going to be to the property manager and say, hey, look, this is what we think we can do for your community. But then when you go sit down at the board meeting, if they have you go in or you do a virtual Zoom call right now to the board meeting, you want to make sure that you're positioning yourself correctly to the board so they're hearing what they need to hear, right? They have different values, obviously. So I hope, did I answer your question? I just want to yeah, make no, sure. Yeah, no, that was yeah. really
1: good. So I think like the big takeaway there is in order for you to really appeal to the property manager, you need to make sure they understand that you are providing value to them. Right, You are bringing them a service that they're going to want or need and that you're ultimately making their job easier. Those are some things that, um, to keep in mind when you're marketing to those managers. And then the other thing is, as you mentioned, essentially the manager, the, the board is the boss of, they, they are the ones that have really hired this manager. So the more that you can make that manager successful and the better they look to their board, then they're going to be that much more likely to work with you on other properties or or even recommend your services to their property manager friends because that's Absolutely. huge. Absolutely. Right? So
0: this is one thing if you're going to if you're going to invest time and you want to work with homeowners associations you're going to spend time and money marketing to property managers and we're going to go over some of the ways you can do that in a minute but what you don't want to do is spend all this time and money Marketing to this person, get their business. Now they like you. They're going to give you opportunities at business at all of their properties. Let's say they have, you know, they could have one, they could have 20. And the other thing is, property managers bounce around a lot. They could change companies, they could change portfolios, they could lose a property, gain a property. Every time they do, that's an opportunity for them to refer you. So they're very, very valuable. You spend time, energy, and money building relationships with them, you want to make sure you don't burn them. I can tell you multiple times a property managers made a mistake and we could have easily been like pointed the finger at them and said that was their fault, but we don't. We, we eat it. I'm, I've lost money. I've swallowed pride. I've taken blame for things that were, were not our fault to make the property manager look good. And if you're going to spend time and money in this industry and you really want to grow your business, you have to keep that in mind you do not want to be the person that says, you know, points the finger at them and loses the whole relationship. It just, it's not worth it. So I can tell you that.
1: No, that's really good. So always make your property manager look good. Make sure they're happy. Check in with them. See if there's anything else you can be doing. Ask for feedback from them. Yeah. Um, Is something working? Is something not working? What can we do? So your job is to, yeah, go after those managers and make sure that they're happy and that they look good and that, Everything's running smoothly.
0: So speaking of going after them. Yes, let's how, talk about that. Yeah, how do you get that business? So, there's a national association that was instrumental in us gaining business in this industry, which is CAI Community Association Institute. When we first started, we invested a lot of time and money marketing to that group. That is a educational group that uh, all over the country educates specifically homeowners association property managers. And there's other associations for commercial managers, but this is, we're talking about homeowners association. So they keep them up to date on all the local federal and state laws that their properties are subject to. And so these property managers and property management companies join these groups so that they have a continual flow to information and they can, I think there's like usually attorneys, that are on staff that they can call and ask questions to. They have like educational classes on new rules, like how should your HOA deal with COVID, right? Should your pools be open? I mean, like so many different questions Mm -hmm. going on right now that I'm sure they're getting value from an association like CAI. Uh, We also have spent a ton of time developing uh, marketing groups with other vendors, right? So we partner with other vendors that are also marketing to homeowners associations and we put on little events for them. Right now it's hard during COVID but there's still some stuff we've done but typically four to six times a year we put on an event where it's like a a brewery tour or an axe throwing event or poker night and we invite the property managers. We have food, we have drinks. Usually each vendor is responsible for bringing like four to five different property managers. And you kind of mingle. This is not a hard sell type business. You just get to know them. You build a relationship and you say, Hey, look, I'm an expert at trash. That's me. And if you guys need anything, you need any bids. We want to make sure we're one of your bids. If you have any questions, I'll be your person. We built our business to solve problems for homeowners associations and property managers, typically waste haulers aren't doing that. So it's a really good market for us, and that's our end. But you can do the same thing. If you have a company, whether it's a landscaping company or a plumbing company, or you do bulk items or trash can cleaning, if you build your business around servicing homeowners associations, you know what they need and you understand how they work, it's, it's gonna give you the best opportunity and you will be able to build long term relationships.
1: Can I ask a quick question? Yeah, there? go ahead. So just to be clear, when you say other vendors in this group, you mean vendors. That are in different niches, obviously. You, Correct. Yeah, you want to.
0: Yeah. So we have. So you're not competing. Have, uh, painters, mm-hmm. uh, I think we have someone that does backflow, which is like water backflow into buildings. Landscapers, always a big one. Who else? We have.
1: Solar companies. Yeah, just any. any Pool one. maintenance.
0: Correct. Yeah. So anyone who's spending time and money marketing, we combined our money. Usually, the events cost somewhere between two and four hundred bucks like I said, four to six times a year. It's not bad. We get so much business from it. You guys, I've taken managers to lunch before and left and like, gosh, I'm going to make $30,000 off that lunch. You know what I mean? So also there's something else called lunch and learns Mm -hmm. and meet and greets. Again, this is COVID time. There's some other stuff you can do, but we're always trying to provide value to them. So we'll go in, bring them lunch and sit down and just tell them, like, hey, this is what we do. This is how we help property management companies introduce ourselves. And, again, it's the same ask. If you guys have any questions, if you have anything going out to bid, we'd like to be part of it, that's how it works. Pest control is always another big one that's in the in the HOA industry. But we're we're constantly looking for ways to serve them. And, and property managers like free stuff. You know, you can't go around buying them Gucci bags and, and sports cars. We're just dealing with trash. It's it's not that big. But we make sure that we're providing services to them, right? Like lunch is easy, small little tiny gifts that are, you know, appropriate. I think in California, there's a rule you can only spend 500 bucks. So even if a manager is giving you tons of business at Christmas time, you can't shower them with crazy expensive gifts. I will tell you there was a guy who had a company here in San Diego. And again, he focused on homeowners associations he used to put on a property manager cruise at the end of every year. He rented like a little yacht in San Diego, went around the bay, invited all the property managers. And this was his little workaround. It would be a charity event. He would buy crazy gifts that they would buy tickets for. So he'd buy like TVs and computers and just super cool stuff, trips. And then they would buy like tickets, tickets, like raffle tickets, right. The money went to charity, which was like his little workaround. And then if they won, they got the prize. And every manager wanted to be one of his customers so they could go on this little charity cruise thing. It was a really good idea. And this guy has a huge business in the HOA industry. He crushes it. And it was pretty impressive. It was genius. And that's kind of where we got our little... Group that goes around and does these events. We kind of do some similar stuff, but I'm just throwing out some ideas. You can get really creative. If you have any questions, reach out to us. Uh, what's a good email, Nicole?
1: In Allen at thewasteacademy.com and Jay Allen at thewasteacademy.com. Yeah,
0: shoot us an email, ask us a question. I'm sure if you're in the cleaning can business or junk removal, you're trying to figure out how we're giving these services away for free, which we do, and lower their price. We have an answer for that too. Okay. Look, you guys, thank you very much for your time. I hope we answered all your questions or at least some of them. And let us know if you have any more.